You're tuned into the Awakening Zone Radio Network, your news and information source for empowered spiritual awakening. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller. of information to share regarding the current energetic patterns and fun ways to play in this energy. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about Pure Presence. During this show, you will be offered information and reminders of who you really are. You'll be offered these reminders through the words that you hear and in the silent spaces between the words. Each episode will address various topics, but all for the same purpose. The clear intention of pure presence is that you know for certain and experience the bigness of who you are. The last half-hour segment of each show will consist of an energetic integration and balance session. In this segment, you will hear vocal toning, light language, and other right brain techniques for the purpose of supporting your alignment to you. This process process is used specifically to bypass the left brain's tendency to simply remind you of what you already know and to allow you to expand beyond your limited patterns. Most people tend to feel deeply connected to a bigger part of themselves at the completion of these sessions. For that reason, when we are complete, I will leave you with a few closing remarks about how to get more information about this work and future offerings. If you would like to listen to the alignment but not participate in the energy work, Just set your intention and it will be so. For those of you who listen to Pure Presence on Blog Talk Radio, we'd love to have you join us on the Awakening Zone. Awakening Zone is an easy-to-navigate experience and you don't have to sign up. Join us in in the chat room and you'll be able to share your experiences there. And now, here's a word from the Awakening Zone Academy. Awakening Zone Academy, online classes for new energy lifestyles. Hello, I'm Tracy Smith, co-founder of A Creative Space and a business coach. A Creative Space is all about helping people create lives they love, doing what they love with people they love in places they love. In the course of my work, I often find that the main obstacle people face is money. They often feel they just can't make money doing what they love. And this sent me looking for something that would help, and I found the work of Kendall Summerhawk, and in particular the Sacred Money Archetype she's created. The Sacred Money Archetypes transformed my relationship with money, and I would love to help you do the same. So I've created a special Sacred Money Archetype program exclusively for the Awakening Zone Academy. In this program, you'll discover your Sacred Money Archetypes, and this will unlock what makes you tick when it comes to money so you can stop wasting precious time and energy trying to fit yourself into a box of what you think you should do money-wise and instead empower yourself with money. The program is in three parts and starts in the Academy on the 20th of February. I look forward to you joining me. Thank you.
For more information on this class, please visit AwakeningZoneAcademy.com. Welcome back to Pure Presence. So today I'd like to have a conversation with you about this new neurology. You know, we're about um, close to a month past kind of that, the the Boulder event, is, and that's my reference point for the new neurology. But I want to speak to you a little bit today about, you know, what's shifting? I mean, what what are we noticing? What's What's different now than was different before? So it's one thing to do a piece of energy work or, you know, you all listening to Peer Presence have been leading up to that energy work um, and, you know, we're kind of co-creating that with us when we were in Boulder. But it's a very different thing to actually see some of the ramifications of that. And those are really beginning to show up now. So one of the first things that, you know, I really started noticing and maybe you all are as well. You know, as the neurology shifts, as your as the kind of the structured patterning that you have been living with, you know, whether that was based on, you know, what somebody else told you most likely. You know, you know, it's your conditioned response to whatever. As that begins to kind of unravel and unwind as as the universe, if you will, or the oneness, really kind of starts moving you very succinctly into a greater expression of yourself, it's like this unraveling occurs. And if there's an unraveling that's occurring in your old neurological patterning, then it makes sense that all of a sudden you might be considering... um, you might be considering aspects of your life in different ways than you have before. You might give meaning or importance to things now that you didn't before. And what I think what I'm noticing more than anything is there is an allowance of all of it. So, you know, we're really moving out of this time now where we perceive ourselves as, quote, unquote, you know, uh, spiritual people, you know, or having that uh, that frame of reference, you know. So it's not just about, you know, are we using the right language? Are we, you know, putting our attention on the, quote, unquote, right things? It's It's almost as if in this unraveling of the neurological process that there's much more of an allowance of all of it. You know, because if you consider the fact that in the oneness that we are, you know, I mean, we truly are all of it. There's there's nothing that we are not. And we've heard before, you know, statements, you know, like we have to kind of include um, the the saint and the sinner aspects of us. You know, that comes directly from, you know, some of the, that language anyway comes definitely definitely and directly from some of our old conditioning. But but there's a truth in that, and the truth in that may have to do with the fact that we're coming to a time in our consciousness where nothing has to be excluded. Nothing has to be eliminated. Everything can be allowed 
as part of the oneness that we are. And what's really interesting about coming to a place in our own neurology where we we really do allow all aspects of ourselves to be present within the oneness that we are, one of the cool things that begins to happen is there's a natural reduction of what I would say um, some of the maybe guilt. Um, there's a natural reduction in lack of acceptance. There's a natural increase in self-love. We had talked about when we were kind of leading up to this new neurology and the shift in it, we had talked about the fact that it was really seeped in self-love. Well, what does that actually mean? You know, what the heck is, is that actually about? And, and you know, we all have and had preconceived ideas about what self-love actually means. And if we were kind of speaking in the vernacular of kind of like the metaphysical community, you know, that might have meant, you know, that everything is love and light and there is nothing else beyond that. And although I think it's a great idea and I think it's a great focal point to go back to the lighter aspects of self over and over again, sometimes that same um, focal point had us completely detaching ourselves from those aspects of ourself that were not as much filled with love and light. And isn't that ironic? Because quite frankly, those are the very aspects of us that kind of needed that in the first place. So as this new neurology begins to uh, pattern through or repattern that which we have believed to be true, there's this really cool thing happening, as far as I can tell. All of a sudden, it's as if it's all okay. There's an allowance of all of it. We don't have to spend hours contemplating or picking apart some aspect of ourselves that we have not been able to appreciate in the past. It's not really about that. It's I'm not seeing it from that vantage point. But what I am noticing is that it's almost like there's an allowance that it's there. Oh, yes, I see that aspect of myself. I see that pattern that shows up over and over again. I see the ways in which I would rather stay in my um, my ideas of who I really am versus move into the experience of who I really am. That, you know, all of that is beginning to show up. And this whole idea that, you know, we all have a construct, an egoic construct of who we really are. You know, if you say that to anybody, it means different things to different people. And there's also has been a misnomer, if you will, that we can somehow on a cognitive level, mentally work out or go through a series of steps. So 
so that we can know who we really are. And again, it's an interesting concept, but typically when you have somebody who is looking to become more of who they really are and they're looking to do that through some form of methodology, what typically happens is they're trying to figure it out from a cognitive level and or they might be um, working at that from an energetic perspective, just like we do when we come to these peer presence calls. But again, unless that information actually changes the way you experience yourself, then it it number one, it stays at a cognitive level. And number two, what ends up happening is we just continue to recreate who we think we are versus or who we think um who we think what no, let me back up. Words are tangling up here. <laughs> so if we go at it from that vantage point, we will always stay confined to what we think who we really are is supposed to mean, right? So if we have a preconceived idea about what that means, we will always limit ourselves to that experience and we'll never really experience who we really are, right? And sometimes we can also notice that there's a um, there's a little bit of a battle that can go on between the ego's desired experience of who we really are and the the oneness aspect of us experience of who we really are. They can be <clears throat> they can be very different experiences. And most often the egoic body will say, "Well, don't don't let go enough. Don't don't let go enough to simply have the experience of who you really are." You know, the ego says, "You might not like that experience. It might not be um this beautiful grandiose version of yourself that I am attempting to create for you." You know, is what the ego says. Interestingly enough, the experience of who you really are beyond what you perceive that that quote-unquote should be is so much more glorious than anything that the ego could come up with that it's it's interesting how it, it fights for itself. And so, and you'll notice this, you know, you'll you'll notice if the, that, your egoic nature is in play um, and in play in order to kind of keep you within the confines of, again, what, what it's supposed to look like, you know, what the mind thinks that it's supposed to look like to be all that you really are or to lose your limitations or to be in this new neurology. The mind has one idea about that. And the ego will completely feed that. But again, when we give ourselves the opportunity to just thank you very much for that perception and go forward, and you'll always know if you're in the middle of it because you'll there will be 
there could be fear in moving forward, right? There could be, and by moving forward, I don't mean that you are initiating something that will quote-unquote move you forward, but but life has a tendency of showing up in this most miraculous way. It has a tendency of bringing you all of these gifts and opportunities. You know, when we say something, you know, it can seem so mundane. When we say that we want to be the expression of who we really are or we want the experience of who we really are, from that moment forward, the whole universe, the oneness that we are, is bringing us opportunities. It's bringing us experiences. It's it's offering us uh, whispers and suggestions about that. And and then the egoic aspect of ourselves will come in and say, "Well, no, that's not for us. That doesn't fit into the framework of." what I believe this is supposed to look like. And so we we cut it off before we even get the opportunity to step into it. So over the last month or so, if you've noticed that you've been in a little bit of anxiety, if you've noticed that you've been in um, in a little bit of fear, worry, and concern, if something is showing up and all of a sudden it's it's tweaking you just a little bit, Say a, a lovely, you know, offer a lovely bit of gratitude for whatever that is because that right there is your answer to your request. That right there is part of the unraveling of your old neurology so that you can step away from that which you perceive is who you really are to the experience of who you really are. Two really amazingly different things. Nice inhale and exhale, everybody. I think I shared with you in our last episode of Pure Presence a little bit about um, an experience that we had back in Boulder. um, And the experience is really vested in Um, or focused in this intention of show me who you really are. And I love this particular process. And I call it a process, although there aren't necessarily steps other than show me who you really are. And when that intention is so clearly coherent, it has the opportunity to, to really show up. And so what was so fascinating and continues to be so fascinating to me is when you either ask that of yourself or you ask that of somebody that you are engaging with, show me who you really are. I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to go through life seeing who people really are and 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 drawing that forth and not not so much drawing it forth because they – need that or that's what quote-unquote should be done. I I don't have a preconceived idea about that. It's show me who you really are because I absolutely adore that experience of somebody showing up right in front of me so that I can completely enjoy the fullest scope of that or as much of it as I can handle in that moment. 
So whether you say that to yourself, you know, show me who I really am, or whether you're saying it to somebody who's standing in front of you, and by saying it, I don't mean verbally necessarily, but intending it, being clear and coherent in your awareness that that's what you want for yourself and everybody else. What's really cool about that is you will immediately notice, and the people that you're engaged with around this, they will also notice kind of the ways in which they won't allow themselves to go there. And if you can just, yourself included, if you can maintain that intention, you'll notice that all kinds of things show up, all kinds of things to tweak you, all kinds of things that all of a sudden might even have you feeling a little, you know, unsafe because it doesn't feel like it fits within the parameters of what you think that should look like. If you can give yourself the opportunity to step into that energy instead of stepping away from that energy, you will, it's like you were, the neurology will unravel even more. And by unraveling, I mean that which you have constructed to be the preconceived idea of who you really are will get deconstructed every single time you step into that energy and you feel yourself there. You know, so, I mean, I had a great email just this morning from somebody saying, you know, I'm... You know, I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm a little, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of falling apart here. You know, what's going on? And and again, there, you know, can can we, you know, can we talk this through? And what's really cool is that instead of providing the opportunity to talk it through, well, what about instead of running away from it? Because quite frankly, we we we've intended it. We've asked it. We actually we actually are attempting to move through something that has kept us bound for a while, and and anything that has kept us bound or has been a boundary around our experience of who we we really are is also bound to have a little bit of an edge to it. It's you know it's. And I really think that especially at this time in human evolution, the better we get at being in love, appreciation, and acceptance of those places where we get tweaked a little bit and jumping into it for the opportunity of literally watching our own energy, our own choice to be in it, as we watch that choice literally unravel what we perceived was supposed to be so it's you you really do begin to realize oh my gosh i am much more than i have perceived myself to be i i i am more than my preconceived ideas of what you know being all of me actually means you know, when you watch your energy move into a situation that tweaks you and you watch your very attention and intention in that space 
completely dissolve that anxiety, that fear, that worry, that concern. You know, what does that say about who you are? And what does that say about the fear, worry, and concern? Was it was it the truth of who you were? And if it was the truth of who you were, why is it possible that by putting your beautiful, vast attention into it, it kind of dismantles itself? This is a really cool time in human history right now because everything is working Literally, everything is working in our favor. And this whole idea that as human neurology literally begins to shift and change and there is no structured stability of what we have perceived to be real versus what might actually be real, the opportunity to not think about it and not try to figure it out, but to experience it, it's right here. It's, you know, it's right here right now. And the coolest part about that is your it, you know, your your intention and attention. And again, not from a, not from a mental perspective, not from a, ooh, okay, let me figure this out. Okay, I'm, I'm getting tweaked. I should analyze this. I should try to figure it out. No, not, none of that is even needed anymore. I'm feeling tweaked, jump into that energy. Ooh, body, what does it feel like to be tweaked? Ooh, what's coming up in the the mental experience? What's coming up in the emotional experience? Can I allow all of it? Can I just be in it? Just for the experience of being in it. And then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, look what just happened. What what happened? You know, why is the body relaxing all of a sudden? Why is the mind still? Why is the emotional body kind of fluid and expansive in this energy? You know, because the the preconceived idea would be that if you jump into it, it's going to get worse. You know, if you jump into that energy, but but your capacity, the allness that you are, the oneness that you are, actually shifts it. It shifts it on a dime. And the more we play in that energy, the more we play in that awareness, and we have how many, you know, (laughs) thousands of opportunities every single day to play in that, all of a sudden it's like you begin to start seeing a different kind of pattern. You begin to see the pattern of what your, your energetic attention does. You begin to open up to just, you begin to open up to the creatorship that you actually are. The old neurology had us so trained in running away from just about everything. You know, if it didn't feel right, quote unquote, oh, that doesn't feel right. Or, and we've even said things, this is another thing that I think is changing. We've even said things like, well, that doesn't resonate. Well, my question to myself has always been, does it not resonate because my mind has been conditioned to believe that that's not the right thing for me? Or does it not resonate 
because it, it it's not the right thing for me. And and so that's always been kind of a question. One of the things that I started playing with more recently is just asking my body. You know, body, do you like this? Body, do, I mean, when you think about it, everything that's shifting in human consciousness, you know, it's all well and good for it to shift, but unless it actually creates a better human experience. I mean, because we are in these human bodies. And so unless it actually creates awareness, consciousness, in the human form, in the human body, I mean, how do we actually ever transcend that experience? Or maybe we don't even need to transcend that experience. Maybe that experience becomes something so much more than we thought that it could be. You know, our our one of our big preconceived ideas is, you know, it's either physical or it's spiritual. You know, the physical is quote unquote bad and the spiritual is, you know, where we're all heading. But again, what if it's all the same? If it's all if if there's an allowance of all of it and it's all contained within the oneness that we are then you know it's it, it kind of gets a little bit funny when you have to eliminate some aspect of yourself it's just like when we when we do the energy work and we collect something up and we drift it in the vastness of our being we don't take it out of ourselves we don't eliminate it from who we are we just reposition it in a way that our focus is more maybe in the vastness of being than it is in whatever that limitation is. And so, you know, so that's, but but what happens when the vastness of our being is actually the thing that shifts the limitation? So again, what happens when we feel like we're up against a limitation and we put our attention there and that attention, the literally expands it to vastness. The limitation doesn't exist in vastness. It's like a drop existing in the ocean. It doesn't have a whole lot of of energy behind it. So nice inhale and exhale, everybody. So, so what happens as we allow ourselves to be all of it? And what happens if we actually include the body now? So instead of asking the mind, does this resonate? What about asking the body? Body, does this resonate? Does this resonate with the the experience that is possible of being human? You know, does that does this resonate? And what I've noticed is sometimes I ask my body, you know, does this resonate? Is this something that you want to do? Is this a place you want to go? Is this an experience you want to have? And my mind would have said, oh, no, don't do that. That doesn't resonate. But my body is going, yes, absolutely resonates. Let's do it. Let's see what that's about. Again, including the body in this experience, really allows this energy, this new neurology 
to change not only the neurology and the psychology, but also the physiology. Again, unless something is really going to change in the physical domain of planet Earth, then, you know, really, I mean, if we're all just supposed to energetically shift and and not have an experience of being quote-unquote human anymore, then, you know, we can put our focus somewhere else and have experiences somewhere else. But But what if we are meant to truly evolve human consciousness through the human experience? What if we are moving from kind of human erectus to human being to human illuminous? What if what if we are moving to that lightness of being within the physical domain and and for every one of you right now who is you know kind of feeling a twinge on that step into it step into that energy you know what what if i mean we've been conditioned you know over eons epochs of time to believe that this physical domain was somehow less than the other domains. But what if it's not less than or more than? What if it is one with? And what if by allowing it to be one with, what if actually including it instead of excluding it creates a real shift in what is possible for this next phase of human evolution. And what if that can be so much just joy? You know, I mean one of the the you know, we one of the structures that we had been working in within some of the processes that I offer were, you know, Michael Melchizedek Metatron, ease, grace and joy. And so but what if those structures are are what if the capacity to integrate those structures so that they actually are also one with you so that ease grace and joy is part of your physical experience and does it make sense that maybe in order to have that as an experience the oneness experience through all domains, but kind of anchored into this physical domain, doesn't it make sense that if that's something that we would like to co-create, that maybe some of our old perceptual realities around that have to be unraveled? And if that is our intention, because we are the creators that we are and anything is possible, then then doesn't it also make sense that we might rub up against a few rough edges as we are expanding into that? And that rubbing up against a rough edge does not mean stop. It does not mean back up. It does not mean you're in the wrong place doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. It means that the oneness that you are can step into something and transform it. And 
And it gets to the point where it's almost kind of fun. You get to the point where you go, okay, bring it on. <laughs> you know, Bring on the tweaking. Bring on the things where fear, false evidence appearing real, has kind of shown up before. You know, every single time we kind of step into it, something shifts. But again, going back, let's maybe play with, instead of does this resonate from a mental perspective, does this resonate from an emotional perspective, that's great awareness to have, but those are still fairly subtle bodies, and they, in in relationship to the physical body, they're still uh, fairly unseen. So if we're wanting now to allow this new neurology, physiology, psychology to actually create a change in the physical domain, maybe it's beneficial to say, body, does this resonate with you? Here's an experience that's available. Does it resonate? You want to do it? How does that feel? And checking to see if it resonates can be as simple as, you know, some of you might muscle test, some of you might douse, some of you might just be willing to get really good at body. What do you think about this one? And the body might give you a visceral sign. You know, the hair might stand up on the back of your neck or up your arms. There might be a lightness of being that comes over you, even for just a second. If we can begin to actually trust that the body is part of all of this and that the body can create, support that change in the physical domain, if we begin to actually listen to it, we might actually just begin to see one physical manifestation after another that humanity is indeed moving from just being, you know, erect, standing up to being a being to moving into a luminous or light state, all within the human body, all within a form, but not not having to move into formlessness, to necessarily watch yourself create something out of thin air simply because you you choose to be the experience of all that you are versus your idea of all that you are, right? So let's move into um, a little bit of energy work around this or energy play. And again, if it resonates with you, stay, listen, enjoy. If it doesn't resonate with you, you know, that's fine as well. But notice, You know, notice where you got tweaked today. Notice where there's a little bit of rub. Or notice where, ooh, you just love the idea, but the mind says it's not possible, okay? So there's a quote that that I use often. It's, It's actually by Audrey Hepburn, and it says, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. So nothing is impossible. So let's see if we can play in that domain today and see where this energy and this collective consciousness takes us. So if you'll be comfortable, 
and relaxed, undisturbed for about the next 20 minutes. So what aspect of this conversation has your attention? And does that aspect of you does it feel comfortable? Does it feel uncomfortable? And regardless of whether it feels comfortable and delicious and nothing is impossible, or whether it feels a little far-fetched, too much, or not enough, just allow yourself to go into that energy. And go into it just with curiosity. What happens if you put your attention in there? Does the, is the energy getting bigger? Is the feeling of this is great or this is terrible getting bigger? Okay, let's have a little conversation right there. So some would have you in division. Some would have you in separation. And some of that, you yourselves are perpetuating. Some of that, within some of you, really likes the idea that you are separate. Really likes the idea that those walls ensure either a superiority or an inferiority. What's possible if neither of those is the case? There you go. Nice shift. What's possible if in literally allowing those walls to begin to dissolve, walls that have you in inferiority or superiority, what if by dissolving those walls you also begin to dissolve the parameters of who you think you are in lieu of the experience of what you really are. And I shift it from who to what for a very significant reason. 
what you are, regardless of whether your focus is in the physical, mental, emotional, dimensional, spiritual, lofty domains, no matter where your focal point is, you are consciousness itself. The what of you is consciousness. The who of you has an awful lot to do with where you place your attention and your focus. So wherever you are with that information, have one more bit of conversation here. Again, and just let the conversation, let the light language just, it looks like it's, you're showing it to me as like this unweaving. It's like a tapestry that has been closely and tightly woven that makes you look like you, makes you act like you, makes even the ways in which you transform into bigger aspects of you or broader experiences of you more uh, structured or contrived versus simply having an experience of the oneness that you be that informs you, informs you as in where your focus is regarding what's beyond your focus. But there's plenty. Let's have a conversation there. Semakim. Atatakyoko mai atatoeme este. So as you become human luminous, human light, you do that in form. And the consciousness that you are is always informing the form. It's always informing the energy that you're being in any given moment or the energy that you perceive coming at you at any given moment. And so if consciousness is always informing that, then why not step into it and let whatever fear, limitation, insecurity simply be informed by consciousness itself. And then just witness what happens. Not what you make happen, but what happens simply because you stepped into it. What happens when you begin to ask your body?
versus your mind or your emotions. So human neurology, the unraveling of human neurology, moving from being that to enlightening that. So you were always consciousness itself. The what of you, it was always consciousness. The new neurology is simply allowing your focus to be somewhere else other than where it's been in the past. And what if going into the physical actually allows the consciousness that you are to completely shift the domain of physical, deep inhale and exhale, so let's go right into the cells of the body, and you might notice you go into the cells of the body really quickly, just a suggestion and you're there, going into the memory, cellular memory. What aspects of your cellular memory no longer serve your experience of being consciousness itself in the physical domain? There you go. So we see all kinds of stuff coming to the surface. All of a sudden, that lightness of being gets a little muddied. And so again, calling in a sphere of your source consciousness and no effort, no effort required, no force. That sphere is coming in specifically to collect up any debris, any information in the cellular memory. that has a structured limitation or a preconceived idea of what it means to be all that you are. And as you allow that sphere to simply collect up all of that debris, notice there might be emotion, there might be thought, And instead of running away from that emotion or thought, simply put consciousness there as well. 
you as consciousness. Just put it there. It'll literally break up. (coughs) And then go ahead and collect that up in that sphere as well. All debris. And allow that sphere to drift in the vastness of your being. Just allowing it to shift into light, into human luminous. So you just take the density and you reorganize it. into a different focus so that that energy actually begins to work with you as consciousness. It actually begins to work for the consciousness that you are versus for the limitations that you perceived yourself to be. Simple, simple, simple tool. Yeah, Okay. So infusing those physical cells with the consciousness that you are choosing. Filling them up. And really let's get that radiance going. There we go. Amp up the radiance in the cells. Allow that radiance to move out from the cells to the organs and structures. Systems and pathways. And allow that consciousness to fill up the space in between the cells, between those organs and pathways, structures. Setting the stage for all aspects, all places where you focus to simply be in service to consciousness, the consciousness that you be, and considering the fact that if that focus, physical, that the consciousness that you be might actually show up there as well. Let's make that matter.
inhale and exhale. Notice your presence. Notice the consciousness. The energy of consciousness available. Continuing to move that into body, where the body is calling for it. Into mind, where the thoughts show up. Into emotion. So nothing is impossible. You are a little bit during this play. Just allow yourself to be right here, right now. Noticing the space that you be. There you go. And find your breath. And allow your energy, literally just inhale and exhale. Inhaling into the heart, exhaling out through the body. Inhaling into the heart, exhaling out through the mental body. Inhaling through the heart, exhaling out through the emotional body. Really get that radiance moving, consciousness moving. Allow that breath to begin to move arms and legs, wiggle fingers and toes. Rotate your neck, shrug your shoulders. Nice deep stretch. Beautiful. And now with three nice deep inhalations and exhalations, inhale, breathe your eyes open. Breathing your eyes open. Beautiful. So just notice what you notice. Shift. Allow it to be different. And move your awareness in as consciousness. Every Different doesn't mean bad. Different doesn't mean wrong. It just means something is shifting. Something is changing. So notice what you notice there. Beautiful. You might want to listen to this one again as there's lots of information in it. It'll sound different a week from now and a different even still two weeks from now. Thank you for spending this time with me. You've done some powerful work today reconnecting to your presence. And over the coming days, you'll notice the effects of this change. Please notice what you notice and be easy on yourself as unproductive patterns diminish and a fuller expression of your pure presence emerges. The effects of these sessions are cumulative, so please join me again on June 6th for another episode of Pure Presence Aligning to Self. For those of you interested in our newest populations of children, 
You can join me on Pure Presence, All About the Kids, on May 25th. Coming up next on the Awakening Zone at 1 Central Daylight Time is Miriam Knight on the New Consciousness Review. Miriam will host The Grid with Marie Jones. They'll be exploring the hidden infrastructure of reality. You can find out more about Marie at mariedjones.com. Also, the Level 3 practitioners are discussing Awesomeism the book on a Google Hangout right after Pure Presence today, and you can find out more about that at susiemiller.com forward slash book club dash hangout, book club dash hangout. Thank you again for enjoying Pure Presence with me, and until next time, many, many blessings. and inspiration for our evolving consciousness.